Hey there, welcome back. This is the start of season two of I Should Be Meditating. And I have a really important, uh, really heartfelt thing uh, to share with you today about meditation, something really important to your meditation practice for beginners, for everyone. Welcome to I Should Be Meditating with Alan Klima, the podcast for meditators who want to stay connected to meditation, not lose it to busyness and distraction, and find a constant stream of positive influence to stick with a mindful life. So happy to be back. It's been a little while, I know, but, uh, you know, those uh, guided meditations have been online this whole time, and that uh, I've been gone and it's a great thing to return to them. Uh, library there now of all different kinds of meditations for you. Uh, so, so that's been there and uh, what's been happening is that there's just been uh, no time to, to dedicate just because of so many things uh, having to do with uh, work and producing this. But uh, we've changed things up at I Should Be Meditating, have an assistant, uh, have help invested a lot of you know money into it so that it makes it possible that it's just not a huge amount of work and so uh, while that's costing quite a lot it at least allows this uh, broadcast to keep going forward and uh, I'm really happy about that and so now let's let's get to uh, you uh, something really important uh, that I want to share with you about kind of what's the purpose of of meditation and and some ideas that get in our head that uh, really aren't serving us very well with our meditation practice and they're very common ideas and in a way by talking about these uh, things that are blocking us getting in our way I'm also get, get the opportunity to kind of say a little bit about what the whole purpose of this podcast is uh, because it's very much uh, very important part of the podcast that very much about helping people to realize this point. So uh, let's get right, right to that. Here's the thing. Getting free is way easier than we've been led to believe. So there's one thing that I want to clear up and in a way it's kind of the whole purpose of you know, or maybe uh, one of the main purposes of what I'm sort of doing in this podcast, uh, reaching out and uh, meeting you all in meditation. And uh, it's important to, to point this out. It's kind of a misconception. And uh, I'm going to talk about it in terms of spiritual striving. Uh, but uh, stay on the line uh, if that's not, uh, you know, where you're at. It's as very much to do with meditating, uh, doing mindfulness to be more productive, be more focused in life, have better relationships or whatever it is that you're you're trying to do. But I'm, I'm going to speak about it first in this other way. And I think you'll see and I will point out at the end. Uh, what it exactly has to do with all these other things as well. And it's the general 
problem and misconception that comes up in our beliefs about this practice. And uh, so here I go. I'm going to talk about it in this in these other terms first, which are when I was uh, starting out in meditation, I was really excited and really inspired, you know, in a spiritual sense. And I would read these books about intensive meditation and retreats and enlightenment. And, and uh, invariably in these books, you know, the person would be like meditating for hours and hours a day in monasteries and going through pain and cold and suffering and all kinds of trials and tribulations, but they would stick with it and they would brace through it and then they would burst through it and become boom enlightened and uh you know that was very inspiring to me and very encouraging to me and a lot of other people and in spiritual circles you know it, just about everybody <laughs> is you know inspired by that and now i'm looking back i i don't know why why are they inspired by that it's kind of surprising to me. Why was I inspired to be by that? And I think I know why. Well, first of all, it's very dramatic and interesting and fun to read. Uh, so we like that part about it. But the other part is that it gives us hope. It's like, they did it. They worked hard. They did what you need to do. They put in the, the work and the suffering. And they exchanged that and they got back. Enlightenment, so it feels very tangible, very concrete, very doable. Of course, on the other hand, it doesn't seem very doable because am I really going to go in the monastery? Am I really going to do that? Am I going to shave my head? Am I going to push through the pain? And, you know, for some of us, uh, yeah, we actually do that. <laughs> and I actually, you know, try to do that. And, uh, and it's fun. You know, some people may turn back right away, but there, there are some of us who, we like that. You know, we like that grit. You know, as, as hard as it is, uh, it's fun, you know, to have that challenge and, and go and do that stuff. But, you know, very few will, will stick it out as a, like a whole lifestyle. But uh, somehow, even hearing about all that is very inspiring. And when you step back and think about it, you're like, wait, why would that be inspiring? Because I'm never going to do that. Even if you enjoy that kind of thing, you're not going to stick that out for five, six, seven years. A few people might, 10 years, 20 years, the whole life, a few people might, but most of us won't. So why are we fascinated by that? Well, it's a hero story and it's a battle and it's dramatic, but it's more than that. It's this other thing that I said. It's this sense that it can be done. You put the work in, you get the result, you can be done. And maybe someday I'll get to the point where I'll put that work in, I'll do that. And that can go on for years. So a lot of meditators kind of go on with their practice and they kind of shelve that, that ultimate push, that, that real practice thing off to the side, off to the future, or else just think, well, that's good for other people. They can do that. I've, I've just got my little, my little mini version and it works for me and my life is okay. And that's all right. 
But it's such a shame that that idea has gotten lodged in the mind. And some very, you know, great religions are not knocking it in at all. You know, some very great religions have, you know, carried that version of things forward. And it, and it does work. There are people that commit in that way and do that kind of thing. So I'm not, not knocking that. Uh, but it does lodge an impression in the mind. And almost everyone that I know in spirituality, and certainly, you know, everyone's starting out, they somehow in the back of the mind, they have that lodged in the mind. And there's, there's this other thing that's lodged in the mind. And here's where I'm going to start to be speaking to everybody no matter what your concern is, there's this other idea that comes with it that's lodged in the mind as well. And that's that somehow I'm unworthy or there's something wrong with me, me in particular. Maybe there's a lot of other people like me that there's something wrong with, but there's kind of two kinds of people. There's the ones that have something right about them and they can do the thing, they can do the practice, they can realize what it's really about, the fruit, the happiness, the enlightenment, but but not me. And even the people who really dedicate themselves, who who really, you know, go all whole hog out on it, they also can have this belief deep down. It it sounds paradoxical or contradictory. Uh, but many people are like this, I was like this, that I really got into practice, I really, really tried, I really threw myself into it for amounts of time, you know, months, not not really years, but for months I would throw myself into it, and, and, I, and it never left me, you know, all these years, that, that was always on my mind, always top of mind. But also, even though so encouraged, so inspired, not something in me, not really believing that I can do it. That there's something wrong with me somehow, I won't actually be doing it. So it would be both. It would be both inspired by that example and feeling like I can do it, and also feeling, no, I can't do that. Because there's something wrong with me. And it's very subtle. Sometimes. For some people, it's very present. So some people are very quite aware of the fact that they feel like they're unworthy, uh, that they can't be happy, that they're flawed, or they've been flawed too, that something's happened to them, and, and now, you know, nothing can be okay again. Mm. So it's, it's all this. Really, that's kind of a really important point about this podcast, is that all that is so untrue. It's so not true. And that's one of the things that we can start uh, through meditation, through talking, through contemplating, through listening. We can start to undo this belief that it's a massive, heroic amount of effort that it takes to become enlightened. And I'm going to translate this back to what might be your goal, because it might not be enlightenment. It might be happiness. It might be relationships. It might be focus. It could be anything, but it's the same thing. 
It's this idea that it takes this huge effort. And uh, that belief, the reason why we buy into that so much is because there is an uh, an element of hope in it. Because it's like, if you do it, then you can make it. And so we like to have that. And so we'll always put off and have this heroic push idea deferred out into the future that we'll do when we're ready, when we're worthy, when we're prepared. But the happiness that's already in us, the all rightness that's already in us, and even the enlightenment, the freedom, the liberation that's already in us, it's so simple. It doesn't take that heroic amount of effort. And we don't need to buy into that idea. And the same thing with whatever it is that we're trying to achieve when we're coming to mindfulness, coming to meditation. It might be, you know, not being so stressed out or not being so emotionally reactive. Or it might be, you know, not being so scattered and having our life be chaotic and kind of being present and really relating to people, all those kinds of things. Uh, don't let that idea creep in that it's in a heroic amount of effort that it takes. While that can be encouraging and inspiring, when you buy into that, you're also opening the door to this I am unworthy idea and to this someday idea. But all these things that we want, they're, they're here now. They're absolutely accessible to you. So when we meditate, and one of the purposes of the podcast, as I'm saying, now I'm getting to the point, one of the purposes, what we're always kind of looking into is a sense of recognizing what's already here. Yes, we're going to practice. Yes, we want to be consistent. Yes, we want to bring our attention away from things that are not serving us towards things that are serving us. And that's a practice. And it happens over time. And it's something we do day in and day out. But there's another side to it. We have to open ourselves to that side, which is let me, let me see what's all right now, what's actually here. Let me recognize that because it's very true. It's very simple. It's very accessible. There's nothing wrong with you. Don't let all your attention go into fixing yourself because that will distract you. Find what's right about you, what's already right about you. Find that. It's here. You can sense it. You can sense that now. You can recognize that now. And just for now, we can let that imprint, that recognition imprint. Anyone can see, because it's already here, it's already true. Anyone can recognize it. And whatever way in which you're sensing or recognizing your all rightness, that is the right way.
Trust that. Trust your own seeing. Stand in your own truth. So this can save you a lot of time, a lot of effort, a lot of suffering and pain. If you open up to this idea a little bit, that you don't have to be this superhero and it isn't a super effort. That idea has been planted in our minds and it's not a bad idea. Like I said, it's inspiring. Gives you a sense that it's possible. But it also gives a sense that it's hard, too hard. That I can't do it. Something's wrong with me. And maybe someday. And those thoughts are not serving us. They're distracting us from something that's very much here, very much present. And so, yes, this is the I Should Be Meditating podcast. And we are meditating. We're returning to meditation. We're doing a practice because we feel called for it, called to it. And if we feel called to it, then we should do it. And I also like the, the kind of British way of saying should. Like, I should like a cup of tea right now. So I very much mean I should be meditating in that way. I should like to meditate right now. Do it because we like it, because we enjoy it, because we're called to it. And because, actually, our basic sense of all rightness, our well-being, that's, that's quite here, quite accessible. That's actually calling us, telling us to meditate. So there's a time and place for effort, striving, dedication to a discipline that's going to lead to some result in the future, that kind of thing. But while we're doing it, don't forget this other side. Super important side, super powerful side. Recognizing what's here. Recognizing what you are as you are. And recognizing it in the way that you are recognizing it. That it's the right way. Stand in your own truth. I love talking about this. And uh, I love being with you here talking about this. I'm very, very happy to be back. So uh, remember, remember to, to stand in your truth as we go through these meditations in the future. Leave some uh, space to recognizing, recognizing what's here. Don't buy into the thought that it's too hard, too far away too much of an exotic enlightenment thing or that focus, happiness, good relationships, whatever it is you want, is so far away. It's not. It's not. Very happy to be with you and uh, I'll talk with you again soon. Bye-bye.
Thank you for listening to I Should Be Meditating with Alan Cleo. For more help with meditation, to connect with other meditators, and deepen your practice, go to ishouldbemeditating.com. Thank you.